Hey friend, it's Coy Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. Deshaun Watson has been suspended 11 games and fined $5 million for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy following allegations of sexual misconduct. Now remember, there was an initial discipline that was given back on August 1st by disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson. That carried a six-game suspension, no fine. The NFL appealed, reportedly seeking a full-year suspension. And thus, this settlement between the NFL and the NFL Players Association has come to pass. One of the interesting things to note here from Judge Robinson's report is what she called an aggravating factor, and that was Deshaun Watson's, and I quote here, lack of expressed remorse, end quote. That has been a consistent drumbeat throughout this entire process, even to the point of this recording. This week, following this news that I just conveyed to you on our walk, this is what Deshaun Watson said, quote, I've always stood on my innocence and always said I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone, and I'm continuing to stand on that, end quote. So let's think about this just from three different perspectives. One, the league. Two, the Cleveland Browns. And then three, what do you do if you're a star player on the Cleveland Browns not named Deshaun Watson? I'll just say what number three should be, find a way out. So let's go back to the league. Why did the league push for a full year suspension? To understand this, I believe you have to look at the environment that the NFL just came out of this past season. The Washington football team scandal and the John Gruden scandal in Las Vegas. The way that the NFL addresses disciplinary issues relating to sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, or sexual assault varies dramatically from the way that they handle other disciplinary issues. What do I mean? Let's just take one example. Calvin Ridley betting on games during a five-day period. What was his punishment? Suspension for at least a year. It was swift and it was severe. We don't see that same response. Then let's think about the team. The Cleveland Browns pursued Deshaun Watson in the midst of all this. All this was going on. They traded three first-round draft picks to get him out of Houston. And then they paid him the richest deal in NFL history. While this was unresolved, they gave him five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. Think about that for a second. It's clear that the, the team knew that the NFL was probably pushing for a full-year suspension. Because the way that they structured the contract, year one, there's a base salary of $1.035 million. Year two base salary of $46 million. You get fined per game. So in that first season, with the base salary of $1.035 million, you tally up all the games he's missed, all the lost pay totals to $632,500. All the lost pay totals to $632,500. So it seems as though the team was protecting him in this scenario. And then the way that they treated their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, the, the quarterback that they drafted number one overall, that led them to their first playoff win in over two decades, that quarterback, an egregious falling out, that relationship frayed to the point of no return. He wants out. They deal him to Carolina, the Panthers. And the whole time they're thinking, okay, well, Deshaun Watson may or may not be available for a vast swath of this season, maybe even the full season. And to the final point here, Given all these things, the way that the league responded, the way that the Browns responded, and the way that Deshaun Watson continues to maintain his innocence, as a star player on the Cleveland Browns, you got to be asking yourself, but at what point do I leave?
at what point you're seeing all these players force their way out of teams, it seems like that organization is not one that you want to be a part of at the current moment. I'm Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.